When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Monty and the Feral, number one wrestling podcast, yeah. When it comes to podcasts, they are the cream of the crop, yeah, dig it? We know what you're thinking. Did they fire off six fascinating points of interest or only five? Well, to tell you the truth, in all the excitement of watching and listening to Long Island's number one wrestling podcast, I've actually forgotten myself. But being this is the Monty and the Pharaoh podcast, live from Indie Music Studios in Ron Conklin, and the fact that they were talking to yet another champion wrestling star, one of the most powerful and talented performers from the wrestling franchise, and not to forget, well-informed and provided Provocative interview questions asked and answered. It was such an interesting and entertaining hour. The questions nearly blew your head clean off. Now you've got to ask yourself a question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? What's up, guys? It's Gina Marie here from Big Brother, and you're watching Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast with Monty and the Farrell. 
All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty DeFaro, seen only here out of Indie Music TV, straight out of Ronk Konkama, Long Island. It is a Thursday, and Thursday is the Monty and DeFaro show from 9 to 10 p.m. And to the right, well, before I get to the right... Across the sea over there is our super producer, Mr. Matty Ice. I played a little trick. How are you, brother? I'm doing great. What'd you do while you were away from last Thursday? I really haven't spoken to you. Oh, uh, you know, pretty much what I always do during the pandemic and go home and talk to no one. Talk to no one? There you yeah, go. No, I'm yeah, kidding. I, had, I, I talk to my friends online about it. I had a little different. I've, over the working with you over the last year plus, I have a little bit different picture. For some reason, I just picture you and Pop watching classic movies and having a bud. Oh, yeah. That's uh, usually on the Saturdays. Oh, oh, oh yeah. that's Saturdays. Yeah. Okay, cool. By the way, neither of you commented on me shaving my beard. Not one comment from either of you. The show just started. Can you give me a little time to observe? Well, I mean, we've been talking for like the last 45 minutes. But and you told me, oh, I already knew that you had shaved. You actually, hey, guess what? What? I thought, like, you know, we got signed a, you know, AW. It won't happen again, uh, no. I'll yeah. tell you right now, it won't happen what, again. What? Shaving? Yeah, just like, Wait a minute. Did it, but you've done this before, and then you're like, what am I doing? And then you grow it back anyway. Wait a second. You had the superstar Billy Graham thing going on. Didn't you? I had the superstar. That was cool. I thought it was pretty cool. What happened? I'm going to grow it back. What made you change? Was it just you I don't know. I wanted to see how much weight I lost. I wanted to see what my face looked like. But Well, you have lost a lot. Yeah, of but weight. I realized that I'm not very good looking without my beer. <laughs> 802 Blues, what's up? Maria Davis, what's up? We got a great show tonight. Jeff Rumplick, our main man, our art guy. How are go. you, buddy? There we go. Everybody, we got a great show tonight. We've got the SWE executive James Beard will be in studio. We got a lot Ooh. to talk about. Well, it's actually going to be over V-Mix. These things. Over these things. These things. But before we get to that, yeah. uh, to the right is the start of the show, Mr. Jimmy Farrow. Jimmy. Ooh. How are you, bud? Ooh, I'm here. I've been awake for two days, so this should be fun. You're looking good. Yeah, You're because I have shades on. You've been awake for two days. You were talking to me about cut. You're going to shave your head, right? Yeah, you I, think I'm, I think I'm going to have to. I, I, you know, there's some things coming up that would probably require to have uh, much shorter hair in the situation that uh, will be coming. So, yeah, I don't, you know, I think it might be time again. It's not how the old, first time I've how old do you? Th- how old do you think you look? I don't know. I don't know. I think you look like... I'd like I to, think you, I, you could be like early 40s. I'd like to think that the pharaoh was timeless. I don't think timeless, about... Timeless. I don't think about a number pharaoh. and an age. He never ages. I've been the same the since 1982 up, up here. I guess that is a problem. Oy. All right. Well, the big news was, in the wrestling world anyway, uh, You know, we like to talk politics, but I'm really a little drawn out oh, with that whole God, thing. A week off from politics? We're a week off oh, from politics. That works for me. You but, know. you know, the wrestling experts are in an uproar because <laughs> the Randy Macho Man Savage A&E documentary came out, and boy, oh boy... <sighs> People, uh, Conrad, <laughs> one of the top podcasters out there, right? He, he, yeah, you know Conrad, the fat guy with the beard. No, I don't know. You, don't? you know I don't pay attention. Who's Conrad, the fat guy Rick with Flair's, the beard? Ric Flair's son-in-law. Oh, do I? Maybe. All right. Anyway, what anyway, he got to say for himself? He said the the Macho Man documentary was a hatchet job. So okay. basically, okay. basically, dude, yeah, huh. the Stone Cold documentary, which right. was. Uh, pretty benign it was all wrestling 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 they really didn't delve into stone cold steve austin or steve williams's troubled situations that we all know that he's had and by the way everybody everybody's got troubles we all know this right so, so no they, didn't, one's perfect. they didn't concentrate on the downs they stuck to the it was, ups. It was a lot of wrestling okay 
The All Piper right. one. It's fine. The Piper Whatever. one was a little more in depth. Right. Talked, you know, talked a little bit about his you, drug you, use. Did I you guess. like the Piper one? Loved it. Yeah, you loved it. It was great. Okay. Did you like the Austin one? Austin one was fantastic. Okay, so they're both now great. ask me if I like the Macho Man one. Did you like the Macho one? Loved it. So what's the issue? The the problem is what, is what happened. This is my question. I have Before we get to Mister Beard, we're probably going to ask him the way in. Um, a lot of people had problems that. They kept Elizabeth as a main part of the Macho Man story. And then they brought Gorgeous George in there for about 20 minutes or so. And I think she was trying to be as respectful as she could. But she did reveal the, a lot of drug use that Randy Savage did. Okay. Surprise to me, by the way. I did not. We've had Lanny Poffo in here a few times. And he, I'm pretty sure Lanny clearly stated that his brother did not use drugs. Okay. Okay. I don't know if you remember that. I think I remember I'm that. I'm sure Lanny would have a problem with what's going on here with, with this, I'm sure. So, but let me ask you something. Do you think, isn't Elizabeth synonymous? Is that the right word? Yeah. With if, if, Randy if, Savage, right? When you finish the sentence, yes, synonymous is correct. Okay. Um, I mean, I don't really have a problem here, with it, here, to be honest here, here, Here's where I'm at, even though I didn't see the documentary. I'm going to address the complaint. The complaint that, you know, it, it centered a little bit too much on Elizabeth. Well, you know what? And this only enhances your opinion on the whole thing with that fancy word you just threw at the audience. How do you like that? I, was, I thought it was well done. The deal is this. Batman has been around since 1939. Right. When a documentary is done on Batman, if you do not cover Robin, if you do not address Robin properly, because his history, he comes shortly thereafter. And he was a major, major part of enhancing Batman. So if that's what I'm getting at with Elizabeth and Macho Man. Yes, Macho Man was Batman. He was that big. He was that larger than life. He was that main event. But without Elizabeth, I don't know what Macho Man would exactly... I, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. And that is no knock on one of the greatest personas and auras I've ever seen in this business. All I am saying is is when he was with Elizabeth, bacon became bacon and eggs. And you, that don't grow on trees, folks. So I'm not surprised that Elizabeth was so How did you feel about involved George, in the documentary. George being part of that documentary? If you're and by the way, Hogan me, was a big part of that documentary. As he also. should be. I if agree. You, if you're telling me that she... Respectfully, she told the truth, and she wasn't dirt slinging. She was that, not. She was not dirt slinging. Then I don't okay. care what anyone says. She was not. Okay. Then I don't have an issue with with her, if that's the Look, case. Look, we all have issues, bro. As you know, yeah. as I know, we all got issues. Oh yeah. And guess what? If they did a documentary about you, it'd be some shocking shit there. Oh my god. Could you imagine if they did one on Matty Ice? <laughs> on Matty Ice. Yeah. And he we got were... home and he sat there and did nothing. That's pretty controversial. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But you know that I really don't hold anything against Macho when I hear these things. I really don't at all. You know about his intensity or his paranoia yeah. or anything else right. because you know <laughs> that's how he was wired, man. I'd like to thank the band that sings the theme song for the Monty and the Farrow Show. Our own Jimmy Farrow, along with our part, his partner Bart Griggs, they make up the band Wisteria Hall. Wisteria Hall sings such great songs as In My Dreams, This Life, Not Far Behind, Here Comes the Rain, and the Monty and the Farrow theme song riding high you can catch their music on spotify itunes and reverb nation and please go to their youtube page go to the wisteria hall youtube page hit that like hit that subscribe show this band a little love Thank you. gotta tell you man if you haven't listened to their music this is not a bunch of bullshit <laughs> it you. is good 
very good. Hold on. Excellent. Wait a minute. Great music. Thank you. You got it. You got to get you guys got to give it a chance. You'll love it. Thank if you didn't notice, this is the Monty Nefaro show. This is Long Island's number 1 pro wrestler and broadcast. You can catch Monty Nefaro on the Monty Nefaro YouTube page, the Monty Nefaro Facebook Live page. You can hear us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor. You can catch us on the Monty and Afaro Twitch TV page. Twitch. We're also on New York Cable, with where Mr. James Beard interview today will be on the reduced version. You know, there was a, there was a period of silence. You could have chosen your words more carefully. <laughs> but once again, you go and you take a big fat horse dump on on what that show is. The abbreviated. The condensed, yes. the straight yes. to the point. My brain's, know? my brain's getting and, small. And it's always with you. It's always this little tiny thing. Because my brain, my brain is working on two percent capacity. Yeah. Does, does your underwear shrivel in the in the wash because you washed it seventeen? It's not times? the only thing that shrivels, oh, brother. Boy, oh, boy. Channel one fifteen on New York cable every Tuesday from seven <laughs> to seven thirty, and for early risers on Saturday six a.m. to six thirty. You can also catch us on Friday night. Yes, that's right, Friday night. That's just a few hours from now. It's yeah. Jimmy Farrow time, two a.m. to two thirty on Channel twenty. And yeah, it is my time. We'll be right back after this commercial break with Mr. James Beard who is part of maybe the biggest upcoming wrestling call it a federation is that is that too old school we're going old school yeah we're going old school SWE Fury this guy is one of the major executive and boy we got a lot of questions to ask Mr. James Beard after this boy see you in a sec Do you treat your dog as part of the family? (laughs) Well, so do we. So why not celebrate your pup's birthday with the ultimate party box? Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Party Pup Info, and let us make your pup's party or any celebration perfection. And Nitro's Garage for all your automotive needs. Call 646-675-2349. That's 646-675-2349. For all your automotive needs, Nitro's Garage. Ask for Jack. Jimmy, I gotta take a dump. What? No. I mean, I need a dumpster. (sighs) Well, for all those needs, you need to call Big V Dumpster Rental. Long Island, New York, 631-900-DUMP. Hmm. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty Nefaro, seen only here out of Indie Music TV in Long Island, New York. Welcoming our special guest, SWE Fury's own, Mr. James Beard. James, how are you doing, buddy? Doing great, guys. How are you? How are you holding up with everything going on in the world nowadays? How is it down in Texas? Well, you know, it's it's uh, it's starting to get get to springtime now, and then usually we go straight from winter to summer, and that's about it. You know, we don't have too much of a fall, and don't have a whole lot of spring. It just it just gets hot and cold here, one or the other. I'll tell you what, I've been, you know, I was in the military, so I've been down to Texas. I'm a big fan of Texas. My partner here, the star of the show, Jimmy Farrow. He was in a band. He's been down in Texas. Not mm. so sure if he's a big fan of it, but he'll have to fill you in on that. How long is winter down there, James? Like two weeks? Yeah, I'm about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I figured. That's what I figured. Actually, yeah. no, James, I went to Texas yeah. once, and uh, 
uh, it was very strange. It got pulled over in the middle of the night, and I really wasn't speeding, but I think the New York license plates might have given me away. And uh, the well, next thing be. I knew, I was out there for three hours. They were asking me if I miss my parents. So that's my Texas memories for you, sir. <laughs> there you go, brother. <laughs> At least yeah, it's well, not Louisiana. Yeah, that was, that's exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I went through there, too. I guess I'm lucky. Yeah, you are lucky, wow. Louisiana. Oh, yeah. oh holy yeah, Tennessee yeah, Jet. Louisiana, you, you may... Yeah, you might still be there. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's that would for not sure. be good. Or you might be in the swamps being tied down and eaten by a gator or something oh, like that. Great. I don't know. <laughs> my first wife, James, my first wife was from Louisiana. Oh, wow. That's two reasons for me to not go to Louisiana. Prayers. You could you could go ahead and say, James, prayers to you, Mike. Prayers. I feel bad for you. Oh, man. All right, James, are you ready to go here? Oh, uh, sure, yeah. There we go. All right, here. Here we go, brother. Batter up. Uh, we were just talking about the Macho right. Man uh, documentary, James. Any thoughts on Did you see the documentary? Right. Uh, any thoughts on it? Yeah. Well, you know, I, uh, of course, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't around all for every detail, but uh, I knew Randy and, and uh, worked with him. And worked with him in Japan, really. And, and uh, um, uh, you know, from, the, from what I know, it, it seemed to be a fairly accurate uh, uh, documentary. I mean, I think... Yeah, I heard you guys talking about uh, Elizabeth being a big part of it and, and Hogan being a big part of it. I think it'd be kind of ridiculous for them not to be, to be mm -hmm. honest with you. So, sure. Uh, you know, I, I, I thought it, I thought it was pretty well done. You know. Cool. Cool. Uh, I I I I will say the same thing, James. I thought they did a great job. In fact, all three of those documentaries are top notch for sure. So, James, setting up for you for a great interview today, and uh, I get home from work last night, kind of getting the notes together and the script together and mm. bingo bango we find out that hannibal who's one of your main <laughs> guys right he's a everybody right, knows what right. a, he's he's the top guy in this game where we're trying to catch up and and take him over but in the world, that being in the world said of, uh, youtube broadcast um, sure he's sure. a he's You're a right, big he's right. a big yeah. part of your federation and he went on to say that he is no longer going to be part of SWE Fury. And then basically he's been accused of trying to start a federation in Texas on his own. Can you weigh in on that? I, I can tell you that uh, I, from what I know, he was never accused by anybody in our office. I talked to Tom Lance today and, we, and uh, he assured me that that wasn't the case. And. And in fact, he sent me uh, the last correspondence they had with each other, uh, text-wise, and uh, it totally is counter to what people are saying right now. And I don't, I don't really understand what uh, uh, where Hannibal was coming from with that. To be honest with you, a couple of things. Honestly, uh, I, I, he was not fired. He was not suspended. Um, it's just kind of baffling, to be honest with you. I, I don't know where he's coming from. Do you feel like he's doing damage control because it, it, why would he lie? I'm just curious as to what is his motivation? Well, I, I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, mm. uh, you know, I've, I've had a good relationship with him, and we've done a, we've been doing a podcast together, okay, uh, about inside of the UE, and and uh, uh, and I consider him a friend, and and it all came as a shock to me, to be honest. I just, I, I didn't know it. I didn't know what was happening, and uh, you know, we had, an, had a little bit of an incident at a house show the other night where a, a kid that he was working with got hurt pretty bad and had to go to the hospital, have stitches and that kind of thing. And and I know that uh, I know that Tom and and and, and Teddy Long and, and in fact I talked to him myself a little bit about it. 
you know, it wasn't a big wasn't a big deal. I mean, it was a big deal to the kid that got hurt, but not not uh, not something that we were going to make a big deal out of. And uh, the next thing I know, the next day, I'm hearing this all this stuff about uh, he's, he's leaving. You know, and I and I hadn't I hadn't talked to him. We had we did our podcast on Tuesday nights. I didn't hear from him until last night. And it was just a text, and, and uh, he basically told me the same thing that he that somebody that uh, it was an office decision and the management decision and. You know, being part of the management, that was news to me. But uh, and and also, uh, uh, Tom sent me the, the correspondence they had with each other, and it was very friendly and back and forth. And, and uh, it made no sense to me what what's been said uh, over uh, over the last day or so. I, I don't understand it. To be honest with you, I just I don't get it. What is this going to mean to SWE? But, but I can say this. But. Well, I mean, he's a big help to us. There's no question about that. He he gave us a lot of uh, exposure, uh, and uh, he did he did have some money invested in in, in Blood Hunter and Blood Hunter's opponents, and and uh, uh, also with Selena. And and I mean, that's just a fact. We don't, we're not denying that at all. Uh, okay. That that was something he wanted to do. You know, something okay. to help himself as, as well. Okay. So um, understood. Uh, well, is there is there any way that you and Tom can negotiate with Bloodhunter and try to keep Bloodhunter around and let Hannibal go on his own way? Oh, you mean like keep the gimmick? Well, wow, you're the, what do you think there, James? Any shot of that? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, well, it would be it would be okay with me. And, and Tom made it very clear to him that he's welcome. He's welcome to come back. There you we, go. Okay. We thought we, we thought maybe that that he he was just uh, you know tired. He spent spent a lot of money being in Texas and not being able to go home to Canada. And we thought maybe uh, maybe he just needed a break. And and uh, you know I, I've got it on. I've got it. You know, text back and forth to him and Tom talking about that. And Tom offered me. He said, you know, anytime you want to come back, you you're welcome. So what's the, the, what's whole, the the whole thing is just kind of odd. Was the physicality? Actually, did that have legs? Because I had heard something about Just Incredible months back had actually walked out on him during a match. Was there true concern yeah. about his physicality in the ring? There was some with some guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, I think okay. some, some guys thought he was a little, a little dangerous. I, 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 he, he was he was very very uh, snug. I'll put it that way. Snug and uh, and. Yeah, yeah, and, gotcha. Uh, yeah, and, and and you know there were some guys that, that don't like that. You know, they they don't like working with that. And mm -hmm. uh, but it it was one of the things that got him over. You know, there's no question about that. Uh, and he was a big help to us in that way. But uh, and, and we're we're really kind of presenting a different kind of style anyway. It's just a little more, little more of a believability uh, factor involved in it, and, and, and definitely a, a little tighter work. Mm -hmm. But uh, and he took it a little bit beyond that sometimes. But uh, you know, uh, everybody's different. Some guys. He had a match with Rodney Mack uh, a couple of, uh, I guess, about three weeks ago at a rodeo arena, and it was as, as uh, it was as brutal as any match I've ever been involved in. And and uh, I was refereeing it. We chased them all over the arena, and they, they were killing each other. And you know, after it was over, Rodney just smiled and went on. You know, and then some other guys they would they would get in a match like that, and they'd probably complain about it. But this way it is. I got I got to ask you with the timing of this news with Hannibal, and I I'm saying this respectfully. Hopefully you'll understand it when I when I say this because I do like the product and I like the direction that it was heading in. But when this happens today. Uh, because of Hannibal's presence within the broadcast, you know, YouTube world, I almost feel like whether you, whether it was intended or not on the company's part, I almost feel like you accidentally might have shot yourself in the foot. What does the what does the company do now to 
to get out there for the fans to help boost it because I do believe his presence was helping it on YouTube for sure. Well, there's no, no question about that. You know, we, we certainly understand that and, and appreciate that. Mm -hmm. He was told that. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't know that. I don't know that the company shot shot ourselves in the foot because we didn't do anything. Okay. There, there was absolutely absolutely nothing done by anybody in the company to force him out or try to get him to leave. In fact, just the opposite. You know, okay. and Fair uh, I, I, why why he decided to take that approach i guess i, I don't i don't understand because mm. we had a good relationship you know that that, that and for he and i personally we, we had a very good relationship and i, I don't know it's, it's just really strange have you guys had conversations amongst yourself like with teddy and you know of course the the, the, the main brain trust of the company like what the hell just happened yeah okay. yeah and and we're all a little little um, i guess puzzled by it uh, Fair enough. I, I don't know if it's you know I don't know if maybe he just it, it, I mean he did say that he'd spent a lot of money and that's true, and uh, and uh, he's been down in Texas for a while and and, I'm, and and he couldn't go back home or couldn't go back and forth I think that's what the problem was, but uh, uh, you know I, I don't know I don't know what the motivation is you know they, he, all he had to do was just say you know I need to I need to take a break and that would be okay it wouldn't mm -hmm. be a problem and still mm -hmm. isn't you know for, as far as we're concerned. Well, uh, I, I don't. Um, I don't know what else we could have done. We didn't. Uh, we didn't do anything to force him out. I'll put it that way. Understood. Well, we're big fans of your federation, so we're hoping this doesn't uh, really set you guys back. Uh, we've been rooting for you guys for a long time. So if I could just weigh in, I'd probably well, say you better start hanging your hat on Lacey Von Eric a oh. little bit. That might be the answer. Um, well, Lacey, Lacey's a big help also. She's a presence and, and, uh, and not, not necessarily in the ring wise, but, uh, as far as, as far as, uh, getting some attention and, and, and doing some public publicity type things for us, she's, she's a big help with that. Without a doubt. All right. So we're going to pull back a little bit. Um, we're going to talk about some of your WCCW days. Uh, were you around Steve Austin when he was down in that federation at all? Oh yeah, yeah. I was there from the time actually before he even started. Uh, Chris, he was in Chris Adams' school down there, oh. and uh, I probably worked. I worked some of his first matches. You know, so we uh, we've known each other a long time. He he would uh, you know we worked together. He'd come over to my house and watch the tape and all that stuff. With I, I knew him very well. So let, let me ask you this. Uh, when he was down there, so we were talking about the documentaries and maybe the light that Savage, which you clearly said Savage was portrayed properly there do you think they went light on austin considering the problems that he's had with some of his ex-wives and some of the rumors that have happened i honestly have not seen that that uh, uh, documentary yet uh, I, I guess i need to watch it i you know i, I knew steve well i knew Jeannie. Uh, i know that uh, they had some issues and, and, and tony had some issues i mean she and tony had some issues you know chris adam's wife and it was just a, um, it, it was a kind of an odd situation down there for them, you know, real, really uh, uh, uncomfortable situation after Steve and, and Jeannie started seeing each other outside the wrestling business. And, and uh, you know, their relationship got kind of weird, too, after a while. And, and I know she wrote, she wrote about that in her book. If you wrote, if you read that, she, she was pretty candid about all that. Um, and uh, it, uh, Steve's other relationships, I really don't know that much about because I wasn't around him that much after he left Dallas. Knowing, knowing Austin from the very beginning, basically, did you 
Did you foresee the magic of the career this guy wound up having? I mean, my lord. I, I, I knew he was going to be successful. I, I mean, you never know that a guy's going to be that uh, that over the top successful. Hmm. Uh, he, he was determined. You know, he was a guy that watched all the matches and, and paid attention. He asked questions. Uh, he was he's a very studious type uh, guy in, in in the background. And, uh, and and he was always willing to train and learn different things. So, it, it, I, you know, he just had all those aspects, all those all those traits that you knew were, were going to lead him somewhere successful. And he was determined. You know, he that and when he got to WCW, he was very uh, uh, he he got to a point where he was very very uh, I guess disillusioned with how they were using him. And 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 I, I talked to him a little bit back in those days. In fact, I was with him at, at one point and. Went up and spent some some days with him at his house, and, and went on tour with him. And, and uh, yeah, I, I could tell at that point he was getting a little frustrated. And you know, he was just one of those guys that was determined. And and, and I knew that, that when he got that opportunity, it was going to happen for him. Did you? How did you feel about the Hollywood Blondes? Because my partner and I were talking about that earlier this week. Do you do you feel at that time that Austin was? Um, frustrated with that gimmick do you think that that team got enough love at the time because they, they certainly didn't attain uh, road warrior status well let, let me tell you a story I, I went I told you I went up there and stayed with him a little bit and in fact I went on the road I that was when Bill, Bill Watts was uh, booking the WCW mm-hmm. and uh, I was actually going up there to talk to Bill maybe about going to work for him I didn't know whether I wanted to even do that or not but but I went up there, spent about a week with Steve, and, and went on the on the run with him and uh, uh, Scott Anthony, actually uh, Raven. Gotcha. Became, but anyway, we we were at one of the one of the shows, and and uh, we were sitting in the dressing room, and Bill came down and and called Steve over to the side. I mean, he was right there in the dressing room, but but in front of everybody, and I could tell Steve wasn't happy about something. I didn't know what it was at the time, but. Uh, that was the night Bill told him that they were going to put him with Pillman and make the tag team. And Steve was mad. And, and well, yeah, very. He, he, because he had been told that he was going to be uh, pushed, kind of it as the guy that comes up after Flair. You know, the guy that that, that takes that spot. You know, and right. And, and uh, he was he was he was aiming for that. And and man, let me tell you. After that show, we drove home. He was—he didn't say a word. He was—he uh, was really hot. We got home, to, got to his house in Atlanta, and uh, he had to get out. And he got—he got on this motorcycle and rode up around, around, and around. He had about a ten-acre property there, and, <laughs> and uh, uh, you know, Jeannie said he's mad about something. I said, "Yeah, he sure is," and, and, and he was just steam, steaming over that. And I think eventually he came to appreciate the tag team, and, and it worked out well for him, but. Right. But, uh, man, he was not, not a happy camper. Right. Well, you've given us a glimpse into Austin's beginnings. How about a glimpse into your beginning? How do you get started in pro wrestling? I was playing music in the Dallas area and uh, got to know some of the guys uh, that come into different places where I'd be. And, and uh, I, you know, I've been a wrestling fan all my life, really, and, and uh, kind of had a clue, I guess. And, and you know, when they they get to talking to you and they find out that and they and then it just kind of like talking to the boys, you know. And, and, right. and uh, eventually, uh, they kind of goaded me. Into, actually, Bruiser Brody was one of the main guys, and kind of goaded me into trying it, you know. And I thought, well, you know, I'll, I'll do it just for fun, see how I like it. And next thing I know, I'm I'm working some shows around Dallas, and the next thing I know, I'm working at the Sportatorium, and then I got a gig in Japan, and yeah, you know, 
music had music had to take a back seat after that. What instrument were you playing? I'm, I always ask these things to Farrell's a musician, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, well, I played some keyboards, and and I was I was mainly the, the lead singer on, on all the oh, those, all nice. those bands I was in over the years. Very, yeah, very nice, very nice. So you took the Hulk Hogan Highway. He started as a bass player. Next thing you know, he's main eventing WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I didn't get to do that, but you know. that's all right. You got in the door, Rabbit. You got in the door. So, so James, you mentioned yeah, a sport. Sure. You mentioned a sportatorium. Fowler and I were we're WWE homers, right? We grew up in the Northeast. Sure. But once the right. uh, inception of cable came in, we started catching some of these other programs. Oh yeah. And certainly WCCW with the Von Erichs, right, uh, and the Freebirds. Tell me about your relationship with the Von Erichs, especially uh, maybe Kerry, because I've always been a huge Kerry fan. Yes, and you have. Uh, yes, you man, have. oh man, go ahead. I was I was probably closer to Kerry than any of them. I, I really didn't get to spend a lot of time with around David. I knew him, but uh, he was he died before I actually got into the into the business. And, and uh, um, but and and I, and I got to know Kevin very well, and still still communicate with him once in a while. And and. Uh, but but Kerry was I was probably closer to Kerry than any of them and, and uh, just just a uh, sweetheart of a guy really you know you, you couldn't ask for a nicer guy I mean he all every, everybody has their issues you know and they're, 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 all the stories are out there and you hear all of them some of them are exaggerated some of them are true but uh, uh, Kerry was a super guy just a sweetheart the level of heartbreak had to be unbearable when he he left no. Yeah, uh, I was in Japan. I, I was on a tour in Japan at the time, and and uh, they called and and told me about it. And of course, I had some of the guys from the sportatorium with me there, and and I had to break the news. It was it was a pretty tough week. We still had another several days, and we didn't, we didn't get back in time for the funeral. And it was it was tough. It really was. Uh, he was he was a special guy. Knowing him the way you did, did you ever fear that something like this, a sudden end, would come to him? Uh, well, I hate to I hate to say it, but yeah, I, 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 this part of me was not 100% shocked because Kerry mm. would even talk about that sometimes, you know, about going to be with his brothers, and and he was pretty despondent about some personal things at the time, and, and I'd, I'd talked to him and worked with him just before I left to go to Japan that time, and, and uh, you know, I, I tried to encourage him, you know, things are going to be okay, you know, he had legal issues that he was dealing with, and you know, I I just knew that if if he would if he'd just deal with them and get it over with, he'd be all right. But you know, I guess it just got to be too much for him. My partner absolutely adores Kerry, so I ask you, and I know that the the real answer is is all the Von Erichs were truly great, especially back in the day. But is Kerry the greatest Von Erich of all? I personally lean towards David, but that's me. Uh, it depends on how you look at it. If, if you're talking about charisma. I've never been around a wrestler that had the charisma that Kerry Von Erich has, and I'm mm. talking about anybody, Hogan, mm. anybody, mm. just just natural. Mm -hmm. um, and he's so he was so athletic for a guy that weighed 265, 70 pounds. He could fly around before he hurt his leg, especially. And uh, he was just an amazing athlete. Uh, of course, Kevin was a great athlete as well. But but when it comes down to comes down to just who I, who, who I think was probably destined to have the greatest. Uh, Maybe the greatest influence in wrestling it would have to be David. He mm. was the, he was the guy with the with the with the head on his shoulders. The guy who had the ability to uh, work as, as a heel and get heat and, yep. and enjoyed doing that. And yep. and I think he would he was you know you hear all the stories and the rumors about 
they were grooming him to take the NWA title, and I've heard that from people who uh, were inside and knew that that was exactly the case. So I have to believe that was probably true. On the old school approach, just I wanted to throw this in. How do you feel about Randy Orton? Because Randy Orton, because he works for Vince, and a lot of the in independent fans tend to target Randy Orton often. I think Randy Orton's absolutely old school, especially in the vein of Southern wrestling. Am I missing something about Randy Orton? He's old no, school. You're, you're, yeah, you're spot on. He, he's, uh, Thank you. Uh, well, he's just another Orton. I mean, his granddad was that, and his dad was. I worked with his dad many, many times over in Japan, and and you know he, he's a he's a he's a chip off the old block, and and yeah, he's he's probably the best worker in the business. Thank you. Thank you. All right, with that, we'll be right back with SWE Fury's executive, Mr. James Beard, after this commercial break. We'll be right back. That's right, folks. Canine Corral for all your dog daycare and overnight care. Call 631-549-1544. That's 631-549-1544. <laughs> oh, what's up, Mike? Hey, Jimmy, what's going on? Yeah, not the much. You know, Jimmy, I love this country. Oh. I love to buy Made in America material. And I love to buy my artwork at TAG, T-A-A-G, Made in America, 14 East Broadway, Port Jefferson, New York, 11717, the shop at the corner. The Monty and the Pharaoh Show is brought to you by... Because wine is your second favorite four-letter word. California wine, New York attitude, good fucking wine. Yeah. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty and the Pharaoh, only seen here out of Indie Music TV in Long Island, New York. With our special guest, Mr. James Beard. All right, James, I want to throw one at you. This one bothers me as the historian side of me has a lot of issues with this. Gary Hart is one of the greatest managers ever. If there was a penthouse, I do believe he deserves to be there because a heel manager's job is just to force the viewer into complete despisal. I despise this man. I'm going to reach into the set and choke him. Any thoughts on what I consider one of the most underrated managers ever, Gary Hart? Because I feel like he's getting lost in the sands of time. Well, first of all, Gary uh, is, it was a very dear friend and, and, and a guy I consider one of my mentors, really. Uh, I learned so, so much from Gary. Uh, you're right. He, he was a special kind of uh, uh, a manager that, that's really unusual. Uh, he, he was understated. You know, he, he, a lot of times he would He'd make, you, he'd make you think that uh, he was giving the praise to his opponent, and he just almost real sinister in that way, you know, and, and uh, a lot of people were scared to death of him, and, and he was, you know, he was, a, he was a street tough guy, no question about that, but he was, he was a sweetheart of a guy, too. Uh, I, I loved Gary, Good, great friend, and, and you're right, he, he should be remembered by, by more people as one of the greatest managers of all time. There you go. James, Absolute agreement. one of the great things about SWE Fury, and I, I think some of all these old school fans like the Pharaoh and myself, is that you're kind of bringing the 
family members that are wrestlers into your organization. For example, yes. you have Miranda Gordy who wrestles in your organization. Huge fan of the the, the uh, Free Birds. Can you compare Terry Gordy um, to Miranda in some sort of fa fashion? Oh wow! Um, here, the, the big difference is is uh, Terry started when he was like 13 years old, and Miranda really kind of got into into the business later. And and, and you know, there, there's a learning curve there that she hasn't had the opportunity to have that that, that uh, Terry had. So you know, the, the, it's almost like apples and oranges. You know, to, to compare the two, uh, uh, she has some of her dad's traits, no question about that. Uh, uh, she's a she's a she's a tough tough gal, uh, but uh, she just needs she just needs more experience and, and more exposure to to people that are better that are better than her that can teach her a little bit more. And, and, and uh, you know, that, that's that's one of those things that we'll just see what happens with her. I, I, I think she has a. She has a chance to make, make some waves in this business if she just sticks with it and really works hard. Now, is this by design that you're bringing in these family members? Because I love, I love that whole setup. You guys are doing such a great job with that. Uh, you, it's, it's, you know, you're bringing some old, like I said, old school guys like Gangrel in there, and then you've got these young guys. And, uh, and then they bring Teal Piper. Yeah, yeah, well yeah. done. And then they've yeah. got that. And we intend to do more with Teal. Uh, the the intent is to have her featured in in the. Uh, I can, we keep hearing how well she can talk. We haven't really given her the opportunity to do that yet. Right. You know, the, the, that's a hard thing about what what we're doing right now because uh, we we fought through this COVID thing and and we had to take like three episodes every night and sometimes there was four. Uh, we're trying to fit you know a, a whole lot into a little bit of time and and it's really hard to kind of get all that together and do that. Mm -hmm. But the plan is to have have Till more involved in and and doing some some of the things that we hear she is capable of doing, and, and uh, uh, I'm looking forward to working with her on that. Uh, and, and as far as the other uh, siblings and family members and all uh, that, that's that's been we, we want to we want to honor the legacy of wrestling, and and that's partly been done on purpose to to kind of make those connections. Uh, we want to do it in a way that 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 not. Uh, condescending to any album but uh uh you know we want to use them in a way that they're, they're, they're the most useful not just throw them in there and say hey you know this is uh carrie von eric's daughter or this is terry terry gordy's daughter or you know whatever we, we're trying to we're trying to give them a role that 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 they're more comfortable in and they're, they're useful in and they can help us in, in some way but uh we don't want to make something of it that it's not uh, uh the main the main thing we're, the main thing we're trying to do in swe is is we're trying to bring back some, uh, I guess, believability, uh, something that the fans can trust in and know that, you know, if you watch this program, that, that you're not going to have your intelligence insulted. Uh, we're going to have fun with it. We're going to do some things that are exciting and, and, and have all different styles and all, but, but the, end, the end result is we want people to believe because we're going to believe in ourselves. And I think that's one thing that's missing in wrestling right now is that everybody thinks it's a joke, and it's not. You know, if you, if you take yourself seriously, the fans will take you seriously. I don't care how much they know. And, and that's what we're shooting for. Well, here's, here's one of the things that I love, too, but I have to ask you this question. Your new champion's Charlie Haas, right? I'm, I'm correct there? Mm -hmm. Why yeah. did you go away from Tim Storm? Tim Storm was coming off the NWA. I thought it was such a smart move. Are you guys bringing him in there? And also, boom, gone. Can you explain what happened to Tim Storm? 
Uh, yeah, Tim, Tim, and, uh, Tim and I are very, very close. Uh, uh, the, when I, when we started SWE Fury, he's the first guy I called. And, uh, I knew that, that we needed credibility there at the top. And, and I knew that, that he needed somebody there that could represent us in a way that, that we wouldn't be embarrassed by, no matter what. And, and Tim fits all those, those criteria. And, uh, so he had it. And, and the, and the truth is, is, is even from the very beginning, he understood that, that we were trying to go to a point where I prefer having heels on the top, baby faces chasing. I think that's a kind of a traditional way of looking at it. But sure. That's, that's, sure. What I, that's what I think draws the most interest because that keeps the, that keeps the baby faces searching and, and, and fighting for the top and, and fans interested in, in how they get there. And, uh, uh, and so, you know, from the very beginning, Tim understood that that it was going to be a limited thing for him to carry the, the title, you know, and, and we started working toward that from the very beginning with uh, another guy, actually, that, that ended up not, not panning out for, for the long haul, but, uh, but it, 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 it was just a time, you know, he had it for a, uh, a year and a half, of, I guess, something like that, and, mm-hmm. and uh, he knew that it was time, and then, and then, of course, the NWA thing started back up again, and, and uh, there, uh, I, I talked to him, I don't know, two or three weeks ago, and, 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 uh, he, he's, uh, he, he's pretty content with what he's doing there right now, and, and, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully they'll treat him right, and, and, uh, it'll turn out the best for everyone, but, but there, there'll probably be a point in time when, uh, Tim will be back with SWE at some point. That, that's just my feeling. I was thinking about, because, you know, you are in your, evolutionary phase you're growing and you're hoping to get bigger it made me think of ecw and there's two major things about ecw's growth that i thought were very key and i wanted to ask you how difficult it is for you to deal with this the two things were being able to grow your own talent and build them up and get your audience to become familiar with them and also simultaneously being able to balance veterans with names guys like a tim storm or unfortunately with with Hannibal. Hannibal's a name, especially in the YouTube world. You know, how right. how difficult is it to be able to give a weekly program that has synchronicity that a fan can latch onto storylines, yet you're still trying to grow your own product with your own young guys and balance the veterans? How difficult is this and how difficult is it going to be going forward now that Tim Storm and Hannibal are gone? Well, it, it, it is difficult, uh, and, and you, you hit on something that, that we talk about regularly and, and something that I've been harping on for, for ever since we started this, this promotion. And, and you know, it's true. You, you, have to, you have to have some way to get these guys over, and, and you have to, have to expose them to talent that's already over in order to do that. And that's, that's where you use those, those veterans that, that you bring in and, 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 and hopefully use them in the right way so that, that it's building something underneath there. Uh, and then, then, then you got the issue of trying to find the right talent that you're building. You know, the right guys, uh, somebody who has those uh, those traits that you know can get over and and, and become uh, more than just another guy. And and we've got a couple of guys that we're we're you know probably three or four guys right now that we're kind of concentrating on that. that I think if we can we can get them the right kind of exposure and the right kind of situation, uh, I think they they have the chance to become those guys that we're looking for. And, and, and of course, we're always still looking for more talent, too. Uh, sure. You know, uh, you got to be. Yeah. One of the difficult things about uh, bringing in 
established talent guys that people are familiar with is if you bring them in and then you rely on that too much right. then it actually stunts the growth of some of those guys so absolutely. you have to you have to there's a balance there that you have to be careful with and absolutely and we're trying to we're trying to find that balance and and, and it, it is it's a you know it's, it's not easy it's, it's I, like walking that tightrope i know it may sound then, strange uh, I, but you might want to look back at those early ecw days and see how Heyman would intertwine like a Sid, well, a Sid Vicious better yet, or Eddie Guerrero. Better, he, he better, yet, better yet, Farrah, it's a good point. But, James, I would wild. say this. Both of us are big fans of SWE Fury. We are certainly concerned, especially what's going on with Hannibal right now, and we spoke about right. James Storm. But you do have yeah. one of the greatest probably wrestling minds <laughs> working with you. Oh, yeah. Is there any chance that you would have Kevin Sullivan start assisting with the organization? At a certain he's level, a higher that. level, he he's is. So he's that. already booking. Yeah, well, he, he, well, yeah, he he and and Teddy Long and myself get together twice a week. Okay, and, okay. and work on the TV. That's okay. great. On the, so the storylines yeah, themselves, yeah, the three of you, the storylines. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So so James, yeah, I asked. And, and that's, that, and, yeah, and that's an issue also. You know, we're getting when we're in the situation we're in right now, we don't have a billionaire backing us. So mm-hmm. we don't we don't have the money to just guarantee all these guys all this much money for so many years and whatever. Right. So we get, we're in a situation where we have to make sure that we've got some talent that we can depend on that's going to be there for whatever that duration is. You know. Right. So it makes it even harder to create uh, storylines and, and angles and and sustain them because you're dealing with that situation that we're in. And 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 you know at some point if we can get in the right situation financially. Hmm. Then, then we'll probably be able to do a little bit better job of that. But we're, but it's 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 a it's a real trick right now. I, j- I just realized too, you need a killer accountant. James, first of all, I want to th- <laughs> I, I want to thank you for your candid answering because we're not oh, yeah. we're not throwing softballs at you, and right. I I really do appreciate you being that way. Absolutely. I want to cover for the fans who I want to cover for the fans the who may have truth. you got it, and for go. the fans who may have missed it. Um, according to you. You don't understand what happened with Hannibal. Mm-hmm. It wasn't what he said, and the door is still open for him because you realize there's a benefit there with Hannibal. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you know that that uh, I, I have it, I have it in black and white. You know, I I, I know what the conversation was, and mm-hmm. and uh, and I, I'm really disappointed that that it it take it, it's taken the turn that it's taken. I hope that you know that that uh, people understand that that uh, SW, we're not that crazy. We know how much we know how much he uh, he assisted us in getting attention and and uh, the exposure that we've gotten. Uh, there's no question about that. Uh, I, I just it, it just baffles me that that uh, that this was handled the way it was handled. And, and I do know for a fact that that you know, like I said, he was not fired. He was not suspended. Uh, he the t- the title was not taken away from from Blood Hunter. Um, the, the, you know, the, the open. The, we have a, we have the door open, you know, and uh, uh, I don't know what else to say about it. I, I just wish I wish it hadn't been done the way it was done, but you know, it is what it is. All right, with that, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back with SWE Fury's executive, Mister James Beard. 
Make America, representing the very best of American ingenuity, craft work, and creative arts. Handcrafted wood flags, yard signs, nine-line apparel, artisan candles, and outdoor garden accessories. Custom-commissioned murals, portraits, and signed by artist owners and residents. Grand opening May 23rd. Wrestling superstar and former world champion and Mr. USA, Tony Atlas, will be there from 12 to 4 for limited edition print signing. Free line dancing classes 1 to 4. Rain date for line dancing June 6th. Raffle prizes where 100% of proceeds will go to Tunnel to Towers Foundation and 10% of net proceeds of in-store sales as well. Military, police, firefighters, healthcare workers, we want your signatures on our wall of honor. Easy to find, fun to browse. 14 East Broadway, Port Jeff, opposite the ferry, in the Lighthouse Landing Shops, two doors from Echo Lynn Jewelers. Come visit us at 14 East Broadway, Port Jeff, or call 631-741-2344. Because made in America matters. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty and Afaro, seen only here out of Indie Music TV in Ron Cockham in New York. I want to remind fans out there, May 23rd, Mr. USA Tony Atlas will be with Tag America. They're having their grand opening in uh, Port Jefferson, and we are auctioning, uh, raffling, let me use the right word. What do you think, that's about three feet there, Faro? Is that a three-foot picture? This picture is worth about $3,500. It will be signed by Tony Atlas. It's a picture of the Tony Atlas pressing the incredible Hulk Hogan in Shea Stadium. For only $10, you could go to www.montinafaro.com and buy a raffle ticket where you'll get that number. Or you could call Tag America, which you just heard that commercial, straight and get it now. And by the way, all... These raffle will be given to uh, Towers, uh, Tunnels for Towers, and they're the ones that uh, actually the police officer who was struck down by that drunk lady, which we discussed last week, they paid the mortgage of go. that family that so please there you go guys you're not just getting this incredible picture of taking a chance on it you are helping a organization that helps our men in blue and our men in red and you know these people who carry this country so please i reach out to you may 23rd come on down if you're in new york and if you're not please donate that's all we're asking here at monty and Faro. anyway we're back with the great james beard Farrow, you're on, brother. All right, let's hit it, James. What I've been uh, I've been watching uh, every episode since the beginning. I think you're around uh, 17 or 18 TV episodes now. I, I don't quote me, but I think I'm close. Uh, I've been enjoying uh, not just the wrestling, but uh, the crowds are getting bigger with each you know taping and stuff. Has the, have has it surpassed your expectations at this point? The response to the company, the attendance, or or did you hope to be even further ahead? Where where are you at as far as how you've been responded to by the audience? Well, you know, it's, it's been really a kind of amazing to me because when we started this thing, it was kind of a whim. Uh, uh, we we just we we did a, a house show, and uh, I've known Tom Lance, the, the, our, our uh, chief chief operating officer, in, uh, for over thirty years. Uh, he he was promoting back in the days of the world class, and, and so I and I knew him from way back. And uh, he asked me when when he when people came to him about doing a. a, a fundraiser type thing and he asked me if I'd book it for him and I said well sure you know so we did it and it turned out really well and, and uh, he said well let's do another one and, and uh, we're going to take it and see what happens so we did that and and uh, the next thing we know we're getting contacted by people you know for streaming and that kind of thing and it just kind of built from there and, and 
we were determined that we were, if we we're going to do this, we were going to try to present a product that was different, you know, an alternative and stick with it. Not, not uh, cop out like so many of them have done in the past and, mm. and, uh, and end up being another copycat, you know. And, and so we've stuck with that pretty much. And uh, uh, we're trying to build on that. And, and I've, I've been very, uh, I've been very pleased with, with the success that we've had to this point. Excellent. Uh, one of the things that I do like about the program is the that you do have bruisers. I, I'm not saying I'm not a fan of a lot of the athleticism that goes on today with the gymnastics and stuff. You know, maybe I'm not if I say gymnastics, right, Mike? Yeah, you but, go. Uh, it depends. It really depends. But I am a big <coughs> fan of the bruisers, and I love the fact that you have a few over there. Uh, your thoughts on my personal favorite, and yes, I, I'm, I'm friends with the guy. I love him. Uh, the enforcer, Andrew Anderson, uh, the bruiser type, plus his, you know, his background, you know, being in the, you know, movies like The Wrestler and, and Gotham. He's a good catch for you guys. Any thoughts on what it's been like working with the Reinforcer? Well, I've known Andrew a long time. When I was I was running the NWA for several years, and and uh, I got to know Andrew back in those days, and and uh, he was running a promotion up there in in, in New York or New Jersey uh, called uh, Big Apple, the NWA Big Apple. And, mm -hmm. We got to be very, very good friends, and and uh, so yeah, I, I, he was one of the guys that that you know we brought in from the very beginning, and mm -hmm. uh, you know he's just he's a he's a good friend, and he works hard, and and uh, you know he 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 knows a lot of people, you know that you know Andrew, and sure, uh, sure, uh, you know so I'm I'm very you know I'm very happy that he's he's starting to find some. Uh, I think he's. I think he's starting to really have fun with it now. Uh, it, at first, I think he was kind of trying to find himself a little bit, but I think mm. uh, I think we're kind of we're doing some things with him right now that I think he's he's enjoying, and, and uh, I'm looking forward to what we what we do in the future. Yeah, as a fan, I enjoyed the last match I saw because there was some bruising going on. So good job there, James. What would you well, that, be? That's a, that, go ahead, James. Go ahead. Go I ahead. was just I was just, I was just going to say that, that, that having the bigger guys and and the guys that are a little more physical that mm -hmm. that's something that we did on purpose. Good. Absolutely. Well, I mean, we want a little, we want a little bit of everything. We, sure. we got some guys that can fly around too, but mm -hmm. but uh, for the most part, we want we want guys that this old Texas style. That's how we promote it. You know. Right. Right. Listen, the, I think you guys are pushing all the right buttons, and like I said, I, I just don't want I don't want to get in fear of losing some of these major players that are help building this company because you guys are making a difference right now. James, for the fans out there, what would you say is your biggest role in SWE Fury? My biggest role? Yes, sir. Uh, uh, my my title is, is uh, talent relations, and I think that's probably that's probably a big part of it. You know, because I, I've I've been very fortunate to have uh, good relationships in this business over the years, and 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 uh, I've, a lot of younger guys that I've gotten to know and and I'm able to to relate to, and, and even though I'm <laughs> I'm an old guy, you know, and, and and I kind of set my ways as far as wrestling goes, but but I think. I think I think being able to relate to those guys is a big part of it. I, I, the creative side of it, uh, being able to contribute to that—that's something I've been doing since uh, 30 years ago. A lot of times in the background, without people knowing about it, but I did it. And uh, uh, I think I think that's I booked I booked the whole thing by myself for the first several months, and uh, and then Teddy came on and started getting some input there, and then and then the last few last I don't know three or four four or five months uh, uh kevin has started working with us and, and uh, uh it, it, i think i think just being able to contribute to that is, is a big part of my my role in the company and 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 that and 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 the relationships with the talent teddy long has worn many many hats in this business over the years thoughts on teddy long's mm -hmm. creative mind because I, i'm not sure fans know too much about that side of teddy 
Well, I, you know, I don't think he's had a chance to, to show that a whole lot. Uh, right. he, you know, other than other than being the the face of a you know like the general manager of Raw or whatever. And hmm. Teddy started out just like I did as a referee. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then he, he got into managing a little bit, and and, and uh, of course they found out he could talk, and and I think he was in radio at one time, so he, he was a talker, and uh, um, I think I think he's really enjoying the fact that he's being able to uh, cr- express some of the, the the creative side of, of, of things that, that he he's, you know he sees and feels and. and and he, he's a big part of that. You know, we, we all contribute to it. We all get along very well. I mean, it's a, uh, it's kind of kind of a strange thing because we, we all are in different different areas. You know, uh, Kevin is up in the north northwest, and and Teddy's in Atlanta, and I'm in Texas, and we get together twice a week to to cuss and discuss and, and try to put this thing together. And and, uh, and, and for the most part, uh, we all three have basically the same philosophy about wrestling. And and uh, even though we have some different ideas sometimes, all seems to work out. We don't we don't argue, we don't fuss. We just try to have the best best uh, product that we can. And and uh, Teddy's a big part of that. As you mentioned, uh, all three of you guys are from different parts of the country. So I gotta I gotta ask, do you do you see the company expanding? Possibly coming uh, at, this at way. At some point, I think. Yeah, yeah, we would like to do that. I mean, we we really had the intention when we first started is to be more regional, but but the, the more that that we get a little exposure here, a little exposure there, and and we've had a lot of a lot of people reaching out to us in different parts of the country now that that want to see our product, and, and uh, uh, so I think we've kind of changed our minds about that a little bit that we might we might step out. So I don't I don't want to I don't want to overreach. I want us to I want us to take the steps to get to where we want to go but but uh yeah i can see at some point that we'll we'll probably expand it to to up in your part of the country and maybe hopefully hopefully people will enjoy our our brand our product how's it working out with big cast so far your your experiences with cast um i don't know him well uh, uh met the first night he came in was the first time i'd ever been around him uh mm-hmm. he was very polite very uh respectful and and done everything we've asked him to do uh don't know uh, what his situation is contractually. Uh, I, I've heard that he has something going on with Impact. I don't know if that's true or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. He uh, he seems to enjoy working with us. Uh, that's what he's expressed. Uh, we'll we'll see. I mean, I, I'd like to I'd like to think he'd be around for a while and we could do some things with him. He's, a, he's so far he's been very pleasant to work with. You have great, Enzo. Great com- you have Enzo Amore coming in too. Yeah, originally I think he was just coming in to do a, a, a signing type thing, but he is actually going to wrestle on this next TV taping. So we'll see how that goes. I, I don't think there's, I don't think there's any intent to put those guys together again right now. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think that's something that we're shooting for. But uh, mm-hmm. um, and I don't even know that Enzo will be back in more than one one appearance. But we'll see what happens there. Right, Enzo's a firecracker. You might want to get him on that mic. So, so James, we spoke about so, your. I'm, I'm sure we will. Yeah, we go. spoke about your relationship with uh, Kerry Von Erich. Did you watch Lacey Von Erich grow up? I knew Lacey when she was probably two or three years old, and she was about that age when when uh, Kerry died. And mm. uh, of course, after that, we kind of lost lost contact. And I didn't see them. Her, actually, her and her sister Holly. Uh, I used to. I, they were kind of the Holly, especially because she was a little bit older, and, and uh, you know, it was kind of like a little buddy. You know, I, we we always had a really good relationship. I'd go up and sit with her in the stand sometimes and talk to her. And uh, actually, this last weekend uh, was the first time I'd seen Holly in years and years. And, and 
And uh, it was a great, uh, great experience to get to see her again and, and kind of relive some of that. She, I didn't even know if she would remember me, to be honest, because she was so small. Huh. And, and uh, you know, she, the first time she saw me, she told me, you got a big hug around the neck. And she said, man, that, that was some of the most special times I can remember. And that, that meant a lot to me, you know, because, because Carrie, Carrie meant a lot to me. And, and those girls were, were special. Well, Lacey's a bit of a lightning rod. Uh, you know, Cornette <laughs> did a little uh, a thing on her. And yeah. uh, let me ask you this. Um, I could see your company pushing towards Lacey. Does she get a lot of heat with the boys? Interesting. No, not really. Uh, she's very polite with the guys. I, you know, here, here's the thing about Lacey. She, she didn't... She she was like I said she was very young when Carrie died so she really didn't grow up in this business she she was kind of brought into it in a later stage and and didn't experience it the same way that she that her dad did and, the, and her uncles did okay uh, so she has a different perspective about the business than than, uh, than they had and uh, I think uh, I had a long talk with her the other night and we we talked about how the one of the reasons that world class was so well received and then her her dad and her uncles were so famous and so so over is because they took themselves seriously just like i talked about earlier about the promotion has to take itself seriously they did that and that's what the, the people believed in them and uh and we talked about that and i think she i think she understands she's a very intelligent young lady you know, she uh she was a valedictorian in her high school class so mm-hmm. she's not a dummy by any means Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I think a lot of her her antics that she that you've seen earlier on, I think was just her trying to have fun and not really knowing exactly what we expected and what she was, uh, what her role was going to be. And I think she understands that a little bit better now. And I think that's gonna I think that's gonna show in the future because she she she's very serious about trying to help us. And and uh, you know I know I know Jim, I know Jim pretty well. And and you know he just he just says what he sees. And and. Uh, uh, that got to be kind of funny, you know, in, in a way for her that she's kind of making jokes about it. But uh, she, she's a she's a very smart gal, and, and I think she can she has a she has a lot to, that she can contribute to us if we use her in the right way, and she and she understands what we want, and I think she's getting there. I agree. I agree one hundred percent. Look, I'm not in a business. I'm not a booker, but I'm going to tell you, don't lose that magic. I mean, the moment she goes up to Kevin Nash and doesn't know who Kevin Nash is is, is a classic, classic moment. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, if she could keep that 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 whole vision, it, it's it's incredible. It All roads lead through Lacey, in my opinion. It works. It works. She she is a she, she is a talented lady. I, I mean, and, and and when you sit down and talk to her, you realize just how smart she is. And mm. and, and you know, and, and of course, she has that she has that knack for playing the dumb blonde. But she's not that at all. And I just just like I said, it's just it's just a matter of her finding her way and finding what her role is and and how she can contribute and and, and help us grow. And I, I think she's starting to understand that now. And and I think it's going to be a big benefit to us. Well, if you guys could take Miranda Gordy and get Lacey together and ha- do some kind of free Hello. bird Von Eric angle, it would be pretty hot. Hello. Anyway, we're almost out of time, James. I want uh, Farrow's going to hit you with his final question, and I want to thank you for being such yeah. a gentleman and answering Absolutely. all these questions. Absolutely. And you are you and the crew are doing a great job with SWE Fury, Farrow. James, I want to thank you so much for that. That means a lot. Absolutely. That's- Thank you very, very much. But I'm going to hit you with something. Now, normally, when we have our guest on, we ask them, who is your Mount Rushmore of pro wrestlers? But in your case, I'm going to do it a little bit differently. I'm going to ask you, Mr. Beard, give me your Texas 
Mount Rushmore. Mm. Now, this becomes difficult because you're talking about the Funks, you're talking about the Von Erichs, you're talking about the Freepa, you're talking about so many, but you got to give me four faces. Don't forget that, about the Blanchards. That, yeah, there's others, too. Yeah. There's more families. There's a, a million. you got to give me four faces that you would put on the Texas Pro Wrestling Mount Rushmore. Who are they? I'll only give you four, uh, man. That, that, that is tough. I'm sorry that's to tough. do that, but uh, I had to because uh, of your Texas legacy. That's sir. okay. That, that, that's okay. I, I'll, I'll give it a whirl and see what happens. I'm, I'm like, you not? may ask me this tomorrow, and I have four different ones. You know, that, but, that would be uh, fair <laughs> enough too. That would be fair <laughs> enough too. Yeah, I, I would. I'd have to put Fritz on it. Okay, uh, Fritz Bonner. Just, just knowing his legacy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, Dory Junior. Dory yeah. Funk Jr. Uh, and Terry. And Terry. That makes sense. You got one more. Yeah, and uh, oh, wow, wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm leading towards oh Von Eric, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to change. Okay, okay, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to take one that really didn't do that much in Texas, okay. but uh, he, he represented Texas in a way that was beyond uh, Stan Hansen. Wow. Oh, there you go, I brother. I love that. That's Brr. awesome. <laughs> I love All right, that. James, we want to thank you. And uh, awesome. what an incredible interview. And we look forward to seeing SWE Fury in the future. And we're wishing you and the team great luck. Thank you so much, guys. Anytime. Thanks, James. You got thank it, buddy. You, man. That was awesome. That was incredible. That was awesome. Great guest. All right, everybody, if you didn't notice, you are watching Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty and Afaro, only seen here out of Indie Music TV. Catch Monty and Afaro on the Monty and Afaro YouTube page, the Monty and Afaro Facebook Live page. Hear us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor. In New York, watch us on Channel 115 every Tuesday from 7 to 7.30. Hmm. And for early risers, Saturday, 6 a.m. to 6.30 on Ooh. Channel 115. Also catch us on Friday <laughs> at Channel 20 at 1.30 in the morning. Yeah. To 2 a.m. I want to remind everybody this Saturday at 11 a.m., please join us as we have ECW legend Mr. Bill Alfonso in studio. Very, very excited. Um, Awesome. To have him in here. One of my all-time faves. Uh, if anyone didn't know it, obviously, we're up against the dark side of the ring, <laughs> the first part one on Brian Pillman. Before we cut out, your thoughts on Brian Pillman there, Farrell? Oh, man. If, if this turns into our phone conversation, we're going to be here a while. But uh, Brian Pillman, I, I well, what, what spearheaded our conversation in the first place about I said that I posted on the Monty and Afaro oh, Twitter yeah. page that oh, I yeah. felt that Brian Pillman oh, boy. was a second-rate wrestler. And when he's I mean second-rate, I don't want second-rate. He was a second-thought wrestler. No, that- no, a second-thought. Like, he wasn't okay. He wasn't the guy you thought about. And, oh, and I'm going to say oh, quite honestly, if oh. Brian Pillman didn't pass away oh. at the way he did... I still feel that way. Okay. But again, okay. what do I right. know? No, that's fine. That's fine. I think my answer to you during the week regarding Brian Pillman was how many you know wrestlers... If Brian Pillman is a special case because the back of the baseball card doesn't necessarily scream you know, a, a legend. But the thing that made Brian Pillman legendary were, as I told you, two major things that he did that I have just never forgotten... When he showed up in ECW, the lights went out, and then they appeared, and, and there he was. He did, to me, what was, I consider, the original pipe bomb. He let loose on the entire business when no one was doing that. 
And that's why 25 years later, we're still talking about that moment. And the other moment, I went to work. I told you the job. It was a normal office job. Every day, worked with these people for years. Wrestling was never the subject. Walk into work that day, and people are going, did you see that thing last night? The guy with the gun? When Brian Pilvin pulled the gun on Steve Austin. These are two moments that make Brian Pillman's legacy so memorable. And I will say this. When you pass away young, and you pass away tragically, you wind up with angel's wings where you once had raven's claws. Mm. And he... he it just enhanced his whole legend. Those those moments preserved him in a, in a time capsule. He's adored by some. He's adored by me. I look at him. He also played huge. We talked about that. Brian Pillman sure. played huge. He could stand in front of somebody and play. He could fight Big Van Vader, and he you could believe could, that he could take on Big could, Van Vader. And I still believe that if he had lived after Vince won the war, I'd like to think that he would have found a spot for Brian Pillman, especially after Stone Cold left. Because, as I said to you, Brian Pillman was the next great Texas loose cannon. And I think he might have been able to at least do something of note if he had lived with Vince. It's well, sad. Very well I'm a fan. Very well you said, Farrow. Um, yeah, but man. you still haven't pushed me off the... the I, I, still, I, I still Dude, think... you still call CM Punk a twerp. Yeah, so where am true. I going to get with you? You know? Anyway, any parting, hey, parting words? Sleep, folks. Any parting <laughs> words for the fans out there, my friend? Yeah, just as usual, thank us. Uh, thank you. Well, thank us, too, if you like us. I appreciate that. But thank yeah, you. By the way, for... if you can, please have to hit that like, hit yeah. that subscribe yeah, button. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'd you. really appreciate that. That'd help us out. Yeah. Thank you for letting us come into your home and uh, do our weekly lunacy. We love you. That's pretty much it, man. That's it. There you go. You've been watching Monty and the Farrell, Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. We will see you Saturday, 11 a.m. with ECW legend Bill Alfonso. And next Thursday in a very rare interview with, with Eugene. Eugene. And, I, again, I want to I thank James Beard for being yes. on. And he did not shy away from oh. any questions. So if anyone had anything that they wanted to hear about, he didn't shy away from it, and he did a fantastic job, and Absolutely. we thank him for coming on. Thumbs up. You All right, everybody. Go ahead. Watching Monty and the Pharaoh, and until next Tuesday, actually, no, until Saturday, Saturday at 11 a.m.? Yep. 11 oh, he's going to have to call me. Later. <laughs>